to the $100 MBA show because you and your business deserves the best. That's why we deliver daily 10-minute business lessons for the real world. I'm your host, your coach, your teacher, Omar Zenholm. I'm also the co-founder of the $100 MBA, a complete business training and community online. And in today's episode, you will learn the four essentials when hiring a developer. If you're building a website, a web app, a digital product, a mobile app, you're going to need to hire a developer or developers. Luckily, I have a bit of experience with this being a founder of a tech company, Webinar Ninja. The funny thing is, is that when you put a job post for a developer, you're going to get a flood of emails no matter where you post it. People are going to be coming out of nowhere. They're going to find a way to get to your Skype, to your support team. They're going to scrape the internet to find your personal inbox. So how do you choose from all these eager candidates? Well, I'm going to give you four essentials, four things you need to look for. These are the four essentials we must have as a criteria when we hire developers on our team. I want to share them with you so you can have a smoother experience, a clear direction, and know how to filter out all the candidates, all the noise, and find that rock star for your project. So let's get into it. Let's get down to business. Hey guys, I wanted to flag a new podcast that should be on your radar, Joy at Work. We spend so much of our time driving results at work, but not driving more joy. Joy at Work brings together business leaders, authors, and influencers to discuss how to infuse more joy into everyday work life. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And learn more at atkearney.com slash joy. So you need a developer. What are the most important things you need to look for? Here are my four essentials. Now, I know many of you are like, probably on the top of the list is technical skills. I'm not that technical, Omar. How am I supposed to evaluate this person? We're going to get to that because technical skills are actually the last one of the four essentials. And I'll get to how you can evaluate their technical skills before you hire them or before you commit to them. So let me start with essential number one. And that's cultural fit. I know this sounds like very woo-woo, but it's very, very important that you find the person that is going to be the best cultural fit for any position. Why? Because they could be a superstar in terms of their technical skills or their skills in their job. And I'm talking about any position, a customer service agent or a copywriter, or in this case, a developer. They could be a rock star. But because their values and your values don't match It becomes a short-term relationship. People are unhappy. They're unhappy. You're unhappy. They just don't understand how you work. Now, one of the best ways to know if they're a cultural fit is to ask them in the interview, what are your values, your work values? What are the things that are important to you when it comes to where you work, how you work? And some of these have to align with your core values as a company. If they say honesty and transparency, that's one of your core values, you feel like they're going to have some sort of cultural fit. But one of the best pieces of advice that I have received in the past by friends, other entrepreneurs, and recently in a must-read book that I uh, read, Explosive Growth, is would you want to have a drink, a coffee, a beer with this person after work? If the answer is no, there's probably a good chance that they're not a good cultural fit. You, as the leader of the company, really have a lot of influence over the culture of the team. And if they are not somebody you want to hang out with or spend time with outside of work, then there's a good chance they're not going to want to spend time with them at work. So you want to make sure 
that they're a good cultural fit. And I love that barometer because it's a really easy thing to kind of gauge after the interview. Yeah, that person seems cool. I want to spend more time, get to know them a little bit more. And by the way, this is reality, especially if you have a physical office. Even if you don't have a physical office and you have a remote team, you'll have team retreats and things like that. And you'll have to be in the same room. You'll have to spend a week with them or something like that. And you got to enjoy the process. So cultural fit is number one. Number two, a developer needs to have problem-solving skills. They need to like to solve problems. That's really what a developer is. They're creating solutions. And the code is really just the way they actually solve these problems, how they come up with a solution. But you want to find somebody that really gets a high off solving problems as a problem solver. And you can straight up ask them in the interview, what was the most satisfying problem that you solved as a developer? See how they respond. And I want to emphasize the word how here because are they passionate when they say it? Are they excited? Oh, let me tell you about that time when we had this problem or this bug and it was nagging the whole team and then I got it and I tried a few things and it worked and it was amazing because it helped the whole team get through this roadblock. Their satisfaction and their excitement for solving problems shows they like solving problems. So ask them that question in an interview because this is going to be their real super skill. You're going to present them, hey, we need to do this, this, and this with our website or with our app or with whatever. And they're going to be like, hmm, how are we going to do that? How are we going to get around that? How are we going to solve that? Or you might have a bug. You might have an issue. How are we going to fix this problem? And you need problem solvers on the team, and the developer is the ultimate problem solver. All right, essential number three. Let's just recap real quick. Number one, culture fit. Number two, they're a problem solver. Number three, and this is a big one, communication. You have to have a decent level of communication as a developer. Now, when I say communication, I'm talking about two things here. Number one, somebody who is willing to ask questions, speak up if they need help, is willing to help other people, has some level of transparency, will say things that are on their mind and are not afraid. Number two, if you're hiring globally, sometimes you're going to find the best technical developers are not the ones with the best English communication skills or whatever your language is that you run your business. If you're in Germany, you might be German. But the point here is, is that they may not speak your language or English very well. But it has to be at a certain level, at least verbally and written, where you can understand them. And number two, that it's not holding them back from communicating. They're not so embarrassed by their language skills that they don't talk. Now, I'm going to tell you right now that this is the most difficult skill to find in developers. I don't know. I don't want to generalize here. There are great developers on our team that are amazing communicators because it's such a priority for us. It's one of our essentials. But through the interview process, we realize this is the weakest skill for most developers. They don't know how to communicate and they don't know how to participate. There are rock star developers that we were going to hire but couldn't because they refused to be on a video call. They refused to have they refused to participate in a weekly sync, like a weekly meeting. That might sound strange to you, but this is commonplace in the world of developers. Now, I'm not saying it's so common that you can't find a developer that will do it, but I'm saying that it's something that we've encountered more than once. So they got to be willing to communicate, to be open, to have the language skills enough to not feel so bashful about it. And they got to be transparent. They got to be able to ask questions, give comments, give feedback, give their opinion. 
Communication is so important. Now, I know some developers in other companies that maybe their English is not so good. They've been quiet, but they're such good developers and they have the willingness to get better at communication. They have the willingness to get better at English, for example, and they're happy to take English lessons. You know, the company will pay for English lessons and get them better in English. And that's something maybe you can work out. If you find a superstar developer has the other essentials, great. The communications, that's not that great. Their English can get better. How about nurture them and say, hey, are you willing to get better? Are you willing to take some lessons that we will help you pay for and all that kind of stuff? And see the response. If it's a yes, then you know you got somebody who's at least going to try. She's going to try to try to communicate. She's going to try to get better. She's going to try to improve her communication skills. All right. Essential number four, of course, their technical knowledge. Whatever you're hiring for, a PHP developer, an Angular developer, front end, back end, you need to know they know their stuff. So one of the best ways to hire somebody who knows their stuff and is a good fit for your company or your project's needs is to write a really good job description, specifying exactly what you're looking for. If you know other companies that have hired for a similar position that do similar things, you can kind of look at their job description and borrow some of the language. If you do know some of the stuff already, write a job description. We have episodes on that. You can check out our archives or go to 100mba.net slash show to learn how to put together a job description. Number two, ask for samples of work. Ask for what they've built before. And if they show you a website, ask them, what did you do on this website? What was your job? Did you complete it A to Z? Did you do everything front and back end or did you do the functionality only on the back end? See how active they are in the developer community, like on GitHub. Are they answering questions? Are they communicating? Are they a leader in their space? And lastly, we always trial our new hires, whatever the position, not just developers, any position. So you can put them on a two-week trial. Say, hey, we want to hire for two weeks. How much is your rate for two weeks? We're going to give you a small little project, something that they can knock out in two weeks. Take a look at the results, see how they do. And this is a real world example. It's going to be worth the investment. And guess what? You don't have to hire one developer. You can actually hire more than one, two or three developers, get them work on three different things, or maybe the same thing if you like, and see who does best in real life. Are they communicating? Are they a cultural fit? Do they have a problem solving attitude? And what are the results of their work? And then you can hire the best person or hire all three if you want. Guys, I got more on today's topic. But before that, let me give love to today's sponsor. The $100 MBA show is brought to you by JustWorks. Scaling a business is easier when you have the right tools in place. JustWorks is a simple and intuitive HR platform that makes work easier and more fun to navigate. With JustWorks, entrepreneurs and their teams get access to high quality, affordable benefits automated payroll, compliance support, and HR tools all in one place. In case you didn't start a company to file payroll taxes and track PTO, JustWorks did. They also help teams of all sizes get access to the type of benefits usually only available to large corporations. JustWorks can help you take benefits from scrappy to competitive with medical, dental, vision, wellness perks, and 401k. You know, the works. So go ahead, try JustWorks for yourself. Get two free months when you go to justworks.com slash MBA. That's justworks.com slash MBA. All right, to recap, the four essentials when you're hiring a developer. Number one, they're a cultural fit. Number two, 
they're a problem solver. Number three, communication, communication. Are they a good communicator or a decent one that's willing to improve? And number four, technical ability and skills. And I want to emphasize the skills that you need. They could be great at a lot of things, but are they really good at what you really need for this role, for the job, for the project? Thank you so much for listening to the Hunter Humpier Show. If you love what you hear, hit subscribe right now on whatever you use to listen to podcasts, whether it's Stitcher Radio, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Spotify, we're on them all. By hitting subscribe, you tell the podcast app, hey, I like the show. When a new episode comes out, make sure I get it. Before I go, I want to leave you with this. Sometimes it takes longer than expected to find the right hire. That's okay. And by the way, I highly recommend when you do hire, earmark several people that would work, interview many people, and put them on trial like I mentioned. It doesn't always work out right off the bat. You don't always hit a home run as soon as you find somebody, right? So it's good to have people you can try out in real life and see what goes on. And hey, it's transparent. This is a trial. This is a two-week trial, and there's no harm done if you just say, hey, thanks, but no thanks. Or, great job, let's continue. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll check you in tomorrow's episode. I'll see you then. Take care.